I have forgotten to write the, 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 the sermon for, for New Year's Sunday. Um, and yet, once again, somebody uh, had the decency to bail me out. Once again, I, I received this, this letter in the mail. Um, it's addressed to, to Bethany Lutheran Church, 530 West Parkway Boulevard, Appleton, Wisconsin, 54911. Uh, oddly enough, in the, the, the sender line, it, it simply says heaven, so I, I guess we'll just open it and see what we have inside. Maybe I'll just read that to you today. Seems appropriate enough. All right. <clears throat> it says, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to you all. How wonderful it is to find you gathered here today in my name. I heard the rejoicing of your hearts as you celebrated Christmas last week, and it thrills me to hear the praise of your lips again today. As this last year of my grace in your life now draws to a close, I have some words that I would like to share with you. Words I want you to chew on and consider as you look back on 2023. Words I want you to remember throughout 2024 and even beyond. They're the words my faithful prophet recorded in Isaiah 43, verses 16 to 21. This is what the Lord says. He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and horses, the army and its reinforcements together, and they lay there never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. The wild animals honor me, the jackals and the owls, because I provide water in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland to give drink to my people, my chosen, the people I formed for myself, that they may proclaim my praise. I know how easily you do that, dwell on the past. Sometimes living and reliving it from the moment you wake up in the morning until the closing of your eyes in bed each night, forgetting the former things, the things that have happened to you over the last year and even before then, might sound downright impossible. After all, these former things happened. And when they did, they made an impact on you. They left an imprint on your heart and on your mind, and there's no delete or backspace button to erase them. And there is much of 2023 you really wish you could delete from the browser of your personal history. You try to move past the guilt of those sins, yet much of it clings to your hearts. The dear people you hurt, the disgusting words you used, the anger you felt, and what it moved you to do, the morally bankrupt decisions you made, even when you were sometimes fully aware of the awfulness you were giving yourself over to. Of course, there are the other failures and heartbreaks which also trouble your heart and mind and spirit. The family member who walked away from Jesus, despite all the truth and love you brought to them from Scripture, the armchair next to yours that now sits vacant heavy in its emptiness. Your inability to break away from that job you hate, the sharp fights you had with your spouse or with your children, the special someone you couldn't convince to stay, the knife-like pain of the doctor's verdict. 
Although these former things were interspersed among the far greater and countless blessings I lavished upon you, oftentimes the guilt and hardships are the ones which speak loudest. I know because I can hear the crying of your heart even when your lips remain silent. When Israel lived under the oppression of slavery in Egypt, I heard their cries too. For so long they lived in pain and fear, as Pharaoh tightened his grip, forcing such terrible atrocities upon them, the situation began looking inescapable in their eyes. Even more than this, they were powerless to change anything for themselves. The might of Pharaoh and his armies was too daunting for Israel to hope for their freedom. And this is likewise the truth for you in many regards. You can't rewind the clock to undo the hurt you've suffered nor the losses you've sustained. You can't raise the dead you've lost or unhear the devastating words someone spoke. And you're also powerless to undo those things which brought guilt upon you. While you might try to make up for them, you can't rewrite what happened. You can't unspeak the terrible words. You can't unbreak God's laws that you've already trashed. Finally, you're also powerless to escape the just punishment you deserve for the violence of your lips, the greed of your heart, the lust of your eyes, the selfishness of your actions, to say nothing of all the rest. Like Israel, it's a slavery you are utterly powerless to break by your own might. But when my almighty power enters the picture, nothing is off the table. I did intervene on behalf of Israel with demonstrations of my power unlike anything the world had seen before. I visited ten plagues upon Egypt, which loosened Pharaoh's resolve just enough to let my people go. And after Israel left, when Pharaoh had a change of heart, I stepped in again to deliver Abraham's children through the Red Sea. As mentioned in verse 16, I made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, so that Israel could cross through on dry ground. Then, to make certain Egypt would never oppress my children again, I drew out their horses and chariots, the army and reinforcements together to pursue Israel through that path I made in the sea. And then I caused the waters to collapse in upon the lot of them. And that's where their threat perished, once and for all. They lay there, never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. As I did for Israel, I also put my almighty power at work to intervene for you. In fact, I have done something far greater to deliver you than when I sent the plagues upon Egypt. I have done something more unique and unexpected even than when I parted the waters of the Red Sea. I have done something whose impact reaches to the ends of eternity, completely reversing the horror which was to create an endless peace for you. In the desert of your guilt and unrighteousness, of your brokenness and helplessness, I have caused streams of life-giving water to gush forth, to give drink to my people, my chosen ones. This is what I, the infinite God who fills the he highest heavens, have done by taking upon myself flesh and blood. I didn't merely assume the appearance of a human being as I did on occasion in the Old Testament. No, I actually, truly became one of you. 
conceived and carried to term in the womb of my mother, birthed with all the struggle and pain as any one of you. I hungered and needed to eat. I thirsted and needed to drink. I grew tired and needed sleep. I have bones, muscle, nerves, and blood. I have a heart, a stomach, a brain. I have eyes, ears, a nose, a tongue. I wept over the dead I lost. I hurt over the hateful words people said against me and grieved over the lostness of those who spoke them. I was even subject to the temptations of the same Satan who first led Adam and Eve astray in the Garden of Eden. See, I am doing a new thing, something nobody imagined. True God has become true man, like you in every way, every way but one. In the scriptures I gave you, Hebrews 4 verse 15 says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Here is something else new. A man who never disobeyed the will of his heavenly father. Though Satan tried all the way from the womb to the cross, not for one moment did I slip in my loyalty and perfect love for my father and for others. Each and every law of God was the desire and delight of my heart. But see, I do another new thing. I, the totally pure, perfectly just, and wholly obedient son, obeyed my heavenly father's will, even when it meant trading those things away to become drenched in all the corruption, violence, lies, idolatry, adultery, in every form and instance of humanity's wickedness, not as though I partook of such evils myself, but because I made all of yours my own. Remember who I am. Yes, I am true man, just like you, but I am still also the infinite God who fills the heavens and the earth. And so I carried that infinite load of all your sin, every last ounce of it, to my cross outside Jerusalem. There I was not only punished savagely by Jewish leaders and Roman soldiers, I was also punished by my just father with every bit of hell that you deserved. There I, the author of life, closed my eyes in death as I received the just wages of your sin. Three days later, I did another new thing. I ended the reign of death. Though it stole the breath from my human lungs for a short while, I stole its crown, breaking its power as I took up my life again and walked out of my tomb. Here's what that means for you. First, it means my sacrifice for your sin was accepted. Through faith in me, you have received all my purity, all my perfect obedience, my unwavering faithfulness. I have made you, though you were dingy and worthless and broken, into something pure and priceless in the kingdom of heaven. And second, it means you will literally be made new again. My resurrection means that death is no longer the end. Death is now a hollowed out shell of itself, a shadow without substance. And even though you still pass beneath its shadow, you will pass beyond it too. The day is coming 
when I will raise my people up from their graves, glorified flesh and blood, just like me, to live eternally in the new heavens and the new earth, which I give you as your inheritance. In the meantime, as you live out your lives as my people on this side of the grave, it means something new for you too. I have called you to new life in my name, and that also means new living in my name. The old sins and ungodly desires you indulged in 2023 don't keep holding on to them. None of them want anything good for you. All they want to do is drag you right back into hell. Whether we are talking about greed, sexual immorality, deception, slander, despising of God's word and church, anything that runs contrary to my will for my people, I died to save you from them all. Now it's time for you to forget them. Think of what I said in Isaiah 43, verse 21. You are the people I formed for myself. And that means you have a new purpose. You are those people I formed for myself that they may declare my praise. I have rescued you from sin's darkness and given you everlasting life. Through faith, you are now equipped with my Holy Spirit to do exactly what Adam and Eve were first created to do in the Garden of Eden, to glorify me in everything. You see, I don't only do a new thing for you. I also do new things through you. Through your acts of service to the needy, the sick, the broken, I am showing my loving kindness. Through your words of encouragement and proclamation of biblical truth, I am speaking my comforts to the guilt-ridden, the downhearted, the straying. Through your hearts of hope and faith, I am shining my light out into a world still steeped in the darkness of unbelief. Through your obedience to my will, even when my will doesn't seem to make much sense to you, I am showing the orphans what it means to be a child of the Heavenly Father. There is no more important work in your life than this new work which I have given to you, to my people. So, as you close the calendar on 2023 and hang up a new one for 2024, remember to forget. Forget the guilt. Forget the sin. Forget any love or desire you've had for anything I hate. Forget the despair, too, caused by the losses, the heartaches, the failures. But remember me always. Remember my love. Remember my sacrifice. Remember my resurrection and yours. Remember my forgiveness. Remember my loving will. Remember that you are my people, my own brothers and sisters, my own flesh and blood. Through 2024 and through 2034 and 2044 and 2094, even through the most distant days of eternity. Merry Christmas and a happy new year to you. All my love, your eternal brother and dearest friend, Jesus. Jesus.